On the latest episode of Real Health with me, Carl Henry, I'm delighted to be joined by cardiologist Dr. Paddy Barrett, chatting all things cardiovascular disease. The way I look at this is that the the two statistics that everyone should really be aware of is cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death globally and in most developed nations, but it's also the most preventable. 90% of it can be prevented at an early stage if you just follow the right steps and formula. So I look at it as a, a scary opportunity. As ever available on all podcast platforms. Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Today on the Indo Daily, from trash talk to tantrums, Conor McGregor's fight for fame. Self-professed mammy's boy, a family man, and supposedly the world's best boss, Conor McGregor's rise to fame has never been short on controversies. Kevin Doyle and today on the Indo Daily we're delving into the very public world of UFC fighter Conor McGregor. Joining me are Vincent Hogan, sports writer with the Irish Independent and Neve Horn, journalist with the Sunday Independent. Vincent Hogan, for many of us Conor McGregor is never out of the headlines but for reasons of controversy or things he has said or social media antics or threatening to buy Chelsea football club but I suppose the reason he's famous is actually down to his sporting prowess in the first place. Um, yes, to a point, Kevin. I'm kind of half surprised you have a sports writer on this podcast because, you know, he's he's kind of more often on the news pages lately. But you have to hand it to him, his achievement in creating this persona that has given him a global celebrity. And, um, you know, this is a guy who, on his way to his first UFC fight, just going back to 2012, had to stop off in, I think it was Lucan Post Office to collect his dole. Um, five years later, I was in Las Vegas when he had that bout, as we call it, I don't know what other way you could describe it, against arguably the best pound-for-pound pound boxer in history in Floyd Mayweather. And uh, yeah, admittedly, Mayweather was 40 at the time. But that was this multi-multi-million event, the million-dollar event, <clears throat> And whether you like Conor McGregor or not, that was an extraordinary achievement um, that he could create this persona. And it was this creation of a persona um, that was addictive, I think, particularly to young males. Um, My youngest chap, who's uh, 25 now, he loved the bravado of it and the unapologetic nature of it. I asked him this morning, knowing I was going to do this podcast, what his view of McGregor is right now. And he kind of gave me a jaundiced weary look because um, the interesting thing about McGregor, he still is this global celebrity, but he's lost three of his last four UFC fights. He's only fought seven times, I think, in six years, and he's lost four of those seven fights. So it's now, he's he's almost famous for being famous. 
Um, he has that global celebrity, though, that puts him on this level that regardless of that record in UFC at the moment, his pay-per-view appeal is still off the charts. So he's losing, but he's still raking it in, really, is, is kind of the thing, isn't it? And I mean, yeah. we, we've gone from, I suppose, a situation where in this country, I don't think, did anyone follow UFC in Ireland, Vincent, before Conor McGregor? Or do we follow Conor McGregor rather than the sport? I think it was a very niche market. I think it was very little known about it. Um, I think you had the likes of his coach, John Kavanagh, who was very, very accomplished coach at the time. But it was very low profile. Um, McGregor brought it to another audience and he brought it particularly, as I said, to this young Irish male who loved the unapologetic nature of what he did. And that famous line he comes out with years ago where I'd like to apologize. And there's this momentary pause and you're kind of thinking, oh, he's going to apologize for his behavior. And he says to absolutely nobody. Spent a lot of time, Joe, slating everybody in the company. Backstage, I'm starting fights off everybody. I've ridiculed everyone on the roster. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. My youngest lad thought that was magnificent. And I think he, he kind of created this young Irish male persona who you know, was, was just self-confident in any walk and in any environment and and to see him go into vegas and, and for example his his most famous victory in ufc was against jose aldo a guy who hadn't been beaten in 10 years in the cage and mcgregor goes in and beats him in 13 seconds with that knockout punch now that was probably the height of his his uh, appeal as a ufc fighter but that was december 2015 so six and a half years ago um, and I think now he's kind of in danger of becoming famous for being famous rather than being for this phenomenal athlete. And from the news pages of the Sunday Independent then, Neve Horn, at one point there was talk about putting Conor McGregor's face on the one euro coin. We, there was probably a wider acceptance of him as a sports star, as somebody carrying the, tri, the tricolour. But when you listen to Vincent there talk about his own son uh, and how he views McGregor, I think a lot of parents would probably un be uncomfortable that teenage boys or, or young men are looking at him as some sort of idol. Yeah, I think Connor wouldn't like anything less than a note uh, from what we know of him. But yeah, I, I remember the very, very start when uh, he first came to fame. Um, he was all about kind of, you know, what the secret is about. And, you know, if you believe it, you can achieve it and kind of, you know, put the hard work. He was a real inspiration, like, you know, and uh, and it just kind of changed gradually over time as success and money came, which I suppose happens with a lot of people. But uh, he's the kind of the he was really held up as kind of a golden boy at the start. And now I don't know if people follow him or are they even shocked at what he does anymore? You know, um, and do they kind of I don't know, do they expect any anything more than what's been in the headlines about him? And take us back, I suppose, to his more humble beginnings, Neve. D. Devlin, they have three kids. Um, he talks a lot about his devotion to his mother. There is so much in there that you would like in your celebrities. Um, but then somewhere along the line, money came along and lots of it. 
and then the lifestyle became a bit more vulgar, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, you, you talk about his mother being at the centre of it. And it's funny, even with all of the success and money and fame, he it's still kind of her, his family, the, it's, his kids are still kind of the reason he's doing it, you know. He said, there was a quote before where he said, I lost my mind in this. He said, I've dedicated my life to it. But you know what? He said, my mother's in a big mansion. You know, my girlfriend has a different car every day of the week. My kids have everything they want you know, it pays. So he's kind of kept that at the center, but there has been a lot of vulgarity since, for sure. I mean, some people call it vulgar. Other people call it living the dream. It depends which side of the fence you're at. But um, in terms of his lifestyle, I mean, he he has, he has wants for nothing um, in terms of, of material things. Now, he topped the Forbes list uh, last year. Uh, he left people like Messi, Ronaldo, Neymar, Lebron, Lebron, Lebron James in his dust. And... Uh, and and the UFC and the money he gets from that is only a sideshow. You know, he's more than one yacht. Uh, he has a whole garage full of cars, uh, several Lam- Lamborghinis, you know, one that is lime green, which he calls the mutant. And Vincent, we've seen lots of these incidents involving McGregor. I'm thinking particularly of the time that there was a bus a smashed up in, I think it was in L.A., um, sorry, it was in New York, actually, and then there was a warrant out for his arrest after that, and he ended up turning himself in after allegedly uh, fleeing the scene. My actions that led me here today. I understand the seriousness of this matter, and I'm hopeful that it gets resolved soon. Thank you, everyone. Then there was an incident in Miami where, according to a lawsuit, uh, a fan had been trying to take a video of him outside of a hotel, and he smashed up the phone. Tonight, meantime, mixed martial arts superstar Conor McGregor arrested in behind bars in South Florida. The 30-year-old is accused of making a fan smell f- a cell phone, just taking it and smashing it outside of a Miami Beach hotel. Police say the man was trying to. I'm take wondering a how much of that is real because. I think back to when I was a kid and you had WWE and you had The Undertaker and all these guys who were kind of the the wrestling mania guys at the time. And so much of that was staged. So much of the aggression was staged, the breaking out into the fans and smashing up chairs and all that. And it was all part of the, the act, if you like. How much of this is part of building a persona or how much of it do you actually think is just raw aggression and, and misbehavior, if you like? It's a great question, Kevin, and I don't have the answer because if you go back and I you know, go back to that Vegas thing, and I know it wasn't UFC, it was a boxing contest against Mayweather. If you remember, um, McGregor's cornermen arrived to the ring in waistcoats and ties, and, and there is that element of showbiz about everything he does. So that thing of smashing up the bus in New York, the one thing you know in UFC is an incident like that is is not going to do any damage to pay-per-view figures in that. So. And, and what we do know about McGregor is all we see and all we're going to see for the time being, at least, is the persona. And it's the persona that's made him this fortune. And he is zero interest in letting anyone in behind that persona. I remember Wright Thompson was over here doing a feature on him. I think it was for ESPN magazine about three years ago. And, and he posed the question, when he gets out of the cage, finally, when it's over, and when we stop seeing him as a UFC fighter and we see him as Conor McGregor, former apprentice plumber from Dublin, who the hell is this guy? And how will he reconcile the way he's behaved and the persona he's created that is his only personality to us at the moment? Who is he? What will he be like? Because obviously he's a father. I think he has three children. 
he has a partner. He has he's very good to his parents. Uh, he he now owns the Black Forge Inn, for example. And there was this thing a few weeks ago of presenting his manager with a, a Rolex watch. So he he has this generosity on his side. But what he, what we don't see ever with Conor McGregor is human vulnerability, human worries, human anxieties. That they have to exist too. So someday you'd hope. We will see this. But like my understanding is that years ago, he had signed up to have a, his autobiography written. And that hasn't happened. We've had lots of books written about Conor McGregor, but we have, we've had nothing that shines a light beyond the persona. And Neve, talk to us about his run-in with the law because a recent court sitting heard that he has 18 previous convictions, mainly for road traffic offences, but also one for assault causing harm and uh, a public order offence as well, dating back a number of years. So the Gardaí are familiar with him, shall we say? Yeah, they certainly are. Um, he, this, the, the, his most recent one is just the latest of a long list of, of brushes for Connor with the law. Um, he was detained in, in West Dublin for allegedly being caught speeding on the N4 between Lucan and, and Palmerstown uh, in his Bentley Continental GT. And uh, the car was seized at the roadside and uh, but has since been returned to him. But uh, he has um, uh, has not been charged uh, with anyone anything, it's important to say at this stage. But um, his spokesperson released a statement um, to say that, you know, he passed all uh, the drugs and alcohol tests. And uh, I don't know why they felt they had to say this, but he was on his way to the gym. So I thought the most surprising thing about the whole thing is that Conor Conor McGregor doesn't have a gym in his house. But there you go. Uh, he's, uh, <laughs> that's it's the latest in a long, in a long, long, long list of things uh, going back a couple of years. So, um, yeah, and, and most are road traffic offences. What the mark? I think in that particular instance, he has been charged in relation to it, but hasn't actually appeared in court yet or hasn't actually been uh, convicted of anything yet. But he has other convictions, such as in 2019, when he avoided a custodial sentence, was fined €1,000, which I imagine to Conor McGregor doesn't make much of a dent in the bank balance, but he had pleaded guilty on that um, occasion to common assault of a man at the Marble Arch pub. Um, like, it's all a bit unseemly, Neve, isn't it? I mean, why is somebody who has so much wealth effectively seems to have it all? I mean, you listed out some of the things. This guy has supercars, he has yachts. And I'm out here rallying around California in a car that spits fire, dressed like El Chapo with anacondas on my feet. So I am in a league of my own here, ahead of everyone in the game by a country mile. I am finding it hard to even engage with anyone in the game. He, he has houses to beat the band. He can, he can buy what he wants. And yet he gets involved in these silly little scraps that land him in the district court. Yeah, I suppose, this, I mean, why not is the, the answer. I mean, it doesn't do him any harm whatsoever. If anything, that it adds to the bravado and the persona and and then the wealth, you know. Um, you have to remember the kind of the audience and the fans that he's appealing to. You know, they could just see this as it's all part of the game, you know. Um, uh, you said, as you're rightly saying this, I mean, the the the... the the range of what he could get is, you know, between a couple of hundred euro fine or a couple of grand, you know, 5,000, I think, was one of the, the fines he faced. Um, or, uh, But you wonder, even if he was landed with uh, a jail sentence, w- would it really bother him? Would it really affect his reputation? I wouldn't think so. 
But, you know, I think like Vincent made the good points back there about, you know, he never showed any vulnerability or that, you know, it's going to take a long, long time. I think you can't, it must take a lot of energy to go around putting on this persona and this performance. And especially when it's so macho all the time, it must be absolutely exhausting. I mean, you know, to put on that face, he's not going to be able to, to, he's not going to be able, I don't think, to hold it all together in the long term over decades. I think the cracks will show, you know, there was a recent documentary even on Kanye West. It showed the spiral down from, 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 uh, from West. And it was just, it's, it's almost, it's almost tragic when nobody around them is going to help them, when no one around them is going to call them out their behavior, because they're, you know, a lot of people are benefiting and from a more, it doesn't, you know, do any, them any favors to be able to say, look, are you sure this is the path you want to go down? And it's working out well for him in the short term. Like there are no consequences really that he has to face. If you or I got a road conviction, we'd probably lose our job. You know, well, sorry, uh, sorry, the number of convictions or alleged convictions he's had, we, it might affect our career, it might affect our friendships, our family would kind of distance themselves. There is no consequences for Conor McGregor. Why would he stop? You know, it, there's only more money in the bank. Neve is dead right there, Kevin, because, uh, uh, I mean, let's be honest, a speeding conviction in Dublin is not going to impact negatively on his celebrity in America, for example. It's It's so unimportant in terms of, you know, what he, he may or may not do in, in, the, <clears throat> in the UFC cage. So, you know, all of this is small beer, really. Um, but on that point, know, Vincent, the, I mean, I, the Irish Independent broke the story about him being stopped on the N4 um, hmm. that time a couple of weeks ago and the Bentley being temporarily seized. And I was looking the next morning. That story went global. It was reported in so many countries and so many languages. So hmm. maybe it's small change and it doesn't make that big difference but people know about it oh people know about it but do you think they care i, I think it's all part of it it's like they're watching a movie it's like something out of hollywood and if you're going to drive these fast cars and you can afford to have all of these fast cars that neva's alluded to well the temptation is going to be to drive them fast and you know the one thing about mcgregor is he's not shy about his wealth and he wants people to see his wealth and you know, I, I just think that everything about him has to be loud. It has to be in your face. And there's a certain volatility around him. Like we had that incident where he struck the elderly man um, there a couple of years ago. There seems to be this force field of energy around him that there's an anxiety around him because he is very hyper a lot of the time. So that's why I say we, we wonder will we ever see what's behind that shield? Because right now, that's the shield that's making him all these millions and giving him this global celebrity. And I mean, Neve mentioned he's, he's up there wealth-wise with the likes of Lionel Messi, one of the greatest footballers we've ever seen, who has 15 years of this body of work over 15 years. Extraordinary. We have um, Ronaldo, who's nearly 37 now, still doing it at the highest level. And we have this apprentice plumber from Crumlin who has fought seven times in six years and has lost four of those fights, and yet he's still making the money. Like, whether you like him or not, that is an extraordinary achievement. And I wonder, Neve. I mean, Vincent said at the top that he was curious as to why we had a sports writer on this podcast, but how much of this is driven by the fact that he can exist on Instagram, on Twitter, 
and kind of in that social media world in opposed to relying on people like Vincent who would have reported, I guess, on soccer stars and boxers and all those what we would call, I suppose, better known sports down through the years. If Conor McGregor was relying on traditional media, I suspect he wouldn't be the biggest star he would because people like Vincent, and I'll ask you in a second, Vincent, but people like Vincent would probably not be over-enthused to report on on someone who carries on the way he does. Absolutely. Yes, social media is is fuel. And like a lot of these people, they can put out the the persona or the image they want to put out and it, it, you know, to their benefit. And there's a very basic level where he'll have millions and millions and millions of followers just watching that and being delighted at that. You know, hard work pace. I put in a hell of a lot of work all throughout this build-up in the fight. I pumped out more content than anybody, more content than Fox, more content than ESPN, more content than B- uh, BT Sport, more content than everybody on the Mag Live on my own channels. You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a workhorse from all angles, not just in the gym. But I'm building this media empire now myself, and we pumped out the content. I'm very proud of how it went. We consistently daily movies I was releasing, you know, from from like a month ago, every single day. You know what I mean? Nobody's doing that. So I'm very proud of it. And, and but I'm very, the reason, pays, for example, I the, that that people like Vincent are more crucial than ever is because you want to see the real kind of, you know, you want to hear about the, the psychological profile. You want somebody to bring a more human lens to it and say, really, what what does this mean? You know, and uh, um, and it just it cuts through the BS. For, for want of a better phrase, you know, and uh, but I, I don't think that I don't I, I, Conor McGregor doesn't rely on 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 national media, but at the same time or international media, he relies on his on his Instagram page. But at the same time, then you still have a spokesperson coming out and and uh, when the independent ring him and wanting to put out this particular line or particular image about him going to the gym and just put a, bit, a couple of facts forward. So they must care on some level. So Vincent, where does it go from here for Conor McGregor? He's he's still a very young man. He's retired uh, more times than, than most. He can't obviously keep fighting forever or, you know, teeing up one big fight a year. He has his whiskey brand. He's invested in a pub. Where does it all go? Neve kind of thinks he's going to fly too close to the sun. What what do you see? I think that's very much the fear. Um, but, you know, in terms of mainstream media, mainstream media is is a little bit uneasy about him because you don't know what he's going to do next. But he has nine million plus followers on Twitter. And that's where he feels he has his power. And and there's a lot of talk. When will his next fight be? He broke his leg in the, the last fight, which was last July. So it's going to be at least a year uh, between his two fights. There's talk he may fight the, the YouTube fella, Jake Paul, for example. That's the world he's in. So what the Irish Independent or what RTE thinks of Conor McGregor is very diminished in importance to him right now because he's on that level. But at some point, he's going to have to become Conor McGregor, the dub, the father, maybe the husband. And who is he? And what does he do next? And if you keep burning bridges and you keep this explosiveness in your life, that is the fear that you're going to go too close to the sun and and damage yourself and damage your family. And, you know, maybe your legacy will be completely ruined. I'm Kevin Doyle and today's Indo Daily was produced by Siobhan Maguire, researched by Gareth Mulhall, recorded by Gavin Hennessy with sound design by John Smith. 
clips were from independent.ie, the Mac Life channel on YouTube, the UFC Ultimate Fighting Championship channel on YouTube, TMZ Sport, the Insight Up YouTube channel, and Conor McGregor's social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoyed the Indo Daily, don't forget to like, follow, and leave us a review.